Hey guys, Paris here, and welcome to our first episode of Before Pen and Paper. Today, I'm with your hosts, David, I'm Xavier, and it's your boy, Blue. So what'd y'all think about Ready Player One? All right, so personally, I thought it was a 6 out of 10. <laughs> I mean, it was an okay movie. It was a decent movie. It was really starting off. I mean, for me, a personal score of five out of ten is, you know, the bare bones minimum of what I expect out of a movie. So if you're a six out of ten, you're looking pretty okay, if you ask me. Um, I had some issues with it, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't have docked four points from it arbitrarily. Uh, let's see. The, let's go over the minor ones first one. and then, like, the big one at the end. Because I have a really big problem with it, with the actual message of the movie. Or with uh, let's see. I've never, I've never seen the movie, so I'm going to have... I'm gonna have you guys. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. So the I movie. The all right. So let's do a brief synopsis, right? So the movie takes place with a guy. His name is Wade Watson. Wade Watson. Is that his name? That's right. Right. He's Anyways, his name is Parzival, and he has friends. Their names are Dido and Helen. Uh, Helen H. Her name is Helen, but H. Anyways, they're they're all friends in this giant, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality thingy called the Oasis, where it's a super thing built in 2025. So we have four years to build it, guys. But anyways, he's, it's made by this equivalent of Elon Musk, essentially, in this world. It sounds about right. And he died in 2040, and it's 2045, five years later. He made this little, this little you know, thingy, this game, the whole premise of the movie. The virtual reality. The virtual reality defines yeah. the, his heir to become his heir to the Oasis, to basically own it all. And so Parzival's what's called a gunter, right? So he goes out with the <laughs> other gunters. And with the Sixers, who are like this part of this big corporation called IOI. Yeah, IOI. And then they go out and they try to find the keys. So let's see. That's basically it. And then I think we'll find yeah, the other discrepancies as we progress through the story. Right? That's true. Yeah. Okay. So uh, to the three of us that watched the movie, what did you guys think of You know, your opening credits? Like your whole... It's, um, exposition. It's a lot of like early modern rock. It's like a lot of pop. I'm not going to say me music because it's not quite me music. It's not quite popular. No, me music. But it's just no. all pop. It's very recognizable. Yeah. 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 I honestly, I've never. I liked it because I liked. Uh, I thought that the what is it? The settings in the movie were actually really well done and really well made. Yeah. The if there's one thing good personally, about the movie, it's like the visual settings. Yeah. That's true. The visuals are nice, but I've never been a fan of uh, narration to build a world and tell. All right, so here I have it's the it's very exposition heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. The, ex- the exposition, exposition it takes up what five ten minutes of the first something movie? like that, and the movie is long movie. though. It's like two minutes and tw- two hours and twenty minutes long. Like it's what? True. Ten That's minutes for really credits, and almost all of it is yeah the actual movie. They don't waste much of it on credits and openings and whatnot. So proportionally, so, yeah, I guess it's okay, but still, that's a lot of to sit through. Like, my name is Wade Watts. This is the Oasis. <laughs> this is where I'm living. It's 2045. Oh, yeah. Mr. I actually Holiday. Think that's make, I think that's actually worse because considering that it's two hours and 20 minutes long, wouldn't you, like, wouldn't that give you more time to actually do some world building, like some valuable world building that I'm just not going to throw away and have to relearn as I watch the movie? Yeah, it was a problem. But I mean, I, I, at least I it gets it over like, with. There's not too much narration later. so That's true. That's true. Um, the book has a lot. Yeah. The, but that makes sense. The book is... Yeah, the book is really, really huge with details concerning the world building. Uh, there were a few, there were a few chapters that were entirely dedicated to explaining how uh, the Oasis machine worked and the people that went into it um, to actually make it. It it was very, very descriptive with all of the people, including like uh, especially their backstories. I think. How long was the book? How many pages? Uh, I know how many. It sounds excessive if they devoted whole chapters (laughs) to just world building and where where stuff is taking place. They're like thirty nine chapters, but thirty nine. I mean, that's pretty typical for a fantasy sci fi novel, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, Paris. Paris, what did you think of the movie? Huh. 
honestly, I liked it. And liked it? Yeah, well, for some aspects of it. I like the whole how they were hunting for the key and everything. Especially the part where they try to not build on Wade, but uh, what's his face? Uh, Holiday, Holiday, right? Holiday. Yeah. Yeah, the the old guy. Like how I like I just I just like how they like sort of built up this character in a way. Like even he was though definitely he, the most realistic of the yeah. movie. Sure, for sure. Especially for someone with like social insecurity, that they did him well. But this is, uh, yeah. No, Ooh, the, this was your first yeah. time watching it, right? This uh, was my first time watching it. To be honest, I actually, I'm not very picky when it comes to my movies, but I did have some, you know, there were some discrepancies that showed themselves for me. But That's overall, true. I thought the movie was actually pretty fun. Uh, they kept it going. There were plot holes, and there was a lot of stuff that was just, you know, they dragged some movies during the movie. There was a lot of scenes that just uh, dragged on and on and on. And, you know, they could have been ended in 10 seconds, but they took up five minutes. And sure. so I sat there just wondering, man, this is why the movie is two and a half hours long. <laughs> what, like the ballroom? <laughs> well... In the scene, so you remember when he finds what is it? He finds the last key, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He's literally just trying to, literally just taking the key probably takes a whole minute and a half. Just taking the last key from the guy's hand, from how, from uh, Anorak. Yeah. From taking it from his hand because in like in the real world he's being bashed around in a van with everyone. Yeah. And so he's just like flying around everywhere, and then afterward, literally immediately afterward, he's got to take the key to a door. And the same stuff, you know, he just keeps falling over and shaking around. Like, literally just, he's right at the door, and he can't put the key in the hole. I feel like that and was a fun what's scene, worse, though, right? Because it was like, oh, man, frustration, and everyone else is getting frustrated. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, they try, they try to turn it into some, like, I get that it's supposed to be dramatic, but they try to make it seem, like, somewhat comedic. And to me, it's just like, God, I just... Just, just do it, man. Just, I just, just, just do it. At this point, I gotta get. I'm losing interest. I'm losing interest by the second. <laughs> I got two hours invested in this. I gotta get it done. I'm now. wasting my life. It's the whole thirty seconds <laughs> I'm sitting here, waiting for him to put the key in the hole. And what am I doing with my life? Sitting there on my teeny little screen, watching Ready Player One. Oh man. Yeah. Oh darn. <laughs> to me, to me, movie scenes that are dedicated to what seems apparent as that they're nothing. They they pose no real value other than you know. You know, funny haha falling around trying to put a key, everyone gasping in anticipation kind of thing. Other than that, it's not really useful with the actual screen time. What did you think of the suggestiveness of the both source materials? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I heard suggestiveness. is that <laughs> it's like straight up. What I heard like... book, there's. The book is much more suggestive than the movie. I didn't read the book. No, it is. But that's what yeah. I Blue, the Blue, the book isn't suggestive. It's explicit. Yeah. It's it's pretty descriptive of what yeah, happens. Well, like, I think there's a chapter. or No, there's mo- part of a chapter in the story. Like It's further on. and uh, <laughs> It is close to the end of the book. Yeah, I think I remember the part where Wade is just wasting his life away and he has nothing else to do and yeah oh oh it's that scene is oh it? okay <laughs> all right yeah we're okay yeah PG-13. we're not gonna so... tell our beautiful listeners for sen- for we're not gonna tell purposes. you beauties what's actually happening uh behind these covers <laughs> in between these covers. if you're really curious <laughs> yeah if you really need if you really Don't need Google this it. hit that incognito tab and go figure it out for yourself wow. but for now i'm just gonna tell you what's happening in the movie and the movie definitely is not at all that suggestive. It is pretty. It, it does have its like innuendos. So the first one is when is he's like building scene, right? the world of the. No, he's building the world of the oasis, right? And he's going through all the locations and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. The, uh, the motel. And he's thing, like, right? yeah. And you could go. You could go. Uh, and it points at a place. motel, and he's like, that place. After thinking five seconds about what he's gonna say to our beautiful watchers. And then <laughs> later on is the dance scene where he goes to the bar with uh, Artemis. 
he goes to the dance club and she asks him, Hey, did you wear the full bodysuit where you feel everything? And he's like, uh, yeah. What's stupid? And then she immediately like proceeds that? to press herself <laughs> upon his. Like, are you sure you're going to feel whatever you want to feel, I suppose, but you're also yeah. going to feel every single punch and gunshot that people fire at you. So That's why true. would you want that? Because people book, are general junkies. Oh, yes. If, As if you can tell with the time that freaking, um, what's his face, the villain, I already forgot his name. He was Sorrento. Sorrento. Nolan Sorrento. Got kicked in the groin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Usually, usually people aren't so unlucky. I don't know. I mean, he deserved it. Deserved it. That's true. The way the book explained it, it was like, yes, the suit made you feel it, but it was a very dull feeling. Like it, it made basically, like you getting hit with a, with a pillow almost. Yeah, Sorrento does not look like he got hit with a pillow. In the <laughs> he was like, he was. <laughs> he looks like he got baseball bat. Yeah. I gotta watch the I gotta watch the movie. Then. Oh yeah, you do have the movie's great. I gotta read the book now that I now that I think about it because uh, I so uh, <laughs> so David yes um from what like from the plot that we've kind of described, what else do you think was probably left out from the book? Um. I'm not too. I'm not particularly sure since I didn't since I didn't see the movie. Yeah. Um, I definitely know that the book went a lot more in descriptions of the worlds. Like every time he goes to a new planet, um, it will describe not only the, the looks of the planet, but it will also describe the backstory of the planet. Um, one thing in particular that kind of dragged was the constant '80s references. Oh, no. Like every time he had a clue, or every time. It was talking about the backstory. It would list maybe like six or seven, like movies and whatnot. And that all of us are too young. Yeah, slightly what they are. A lot of references. A lot. A lot of references. Well, I, I think that's the, the first time I watched the movie. I oh yeah, the whole appeal of the movie is like, hey, we're gonna put everything from the eighties. Hey, in, remember Batman? In the movie. It's even now <laughs> in the movie. Even now. It's like, hey, do you remember this? Well, here hey, it is. You remember Back to the Future? Guess what? The main character drives the DeLorean. <laughs> hey, you remember that Iron yeah. Giant? Guess what? That's in the movie, too. <laughs> I yeah. know. I'm hey, not remember gonna Bill lie. and Ted's Excellent Adventure? They make a cameo. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. That is, it's, it's a true. really cool and original aspect of this story that they decide to conglomerate all these different really cool stories into one big one. That's true. That's true. I really did. Uh, I really like that about you know just being like, hey, this is an ambitious crossover without needing to go too in depth. We just make references about everything. Yeah. But I think the references are also well placed because some of them are uh, actually meaningful to the story yeah. and forwarding the plot. Whereas you, other times when people will make references, it's just for the sake of making a, a reference and, and going, ha ha, everybody knows that right now. A lot of the times yeah. I think the references might just be like too big of an appeal where it's like, oh man, who cares about the plot? References. Oh man, there's mass, there's the Spartans. Oh, there's Tracer. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, really, I really didn't like... I guess, you know, you gotta fill the screen somehow. But... Yeah. yeah, that just seemed really. I did contrived. like the complete, like, uh, kind of the ridiculousness of how old all the the references was. Like specifically for me reading it, um, because I didn't know any of it. It was I learned something besides reading this really cool sci-fi story. Okay, I don't know. That makes sense. When, I didn't. Book he knew it me. all. He's from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I am the eighties. Okay, what did you guys think about you know uh, individual characters? My favorite was Helen. Let's talk about Helen was let's... the best character. I don't care what you say. Oh, H H H. Oh no, H, H is great. What do you? You don't. You never know. She could be a three hundred pound. What is it? A three hundred pound dude. 
living in his Named mother's Chuck, living his in, mother's a, basement. in his mother's basement. There, okay, there's the there's a discrepancy. Story. That um that description was actually used for Artemis in the book, and yeah, that's what she dude. said. It was for yeah, that's, Artemis. Uh, oh yeah, when he was going on a date with Artemis, Helen uh, was like, "Oh yeah, what she could be this." And yeah, he's like, "You're getting too uh, worked up over it. You don't even know what she looks uh, like." <laughs> and it's great how I think it's um. Uh, it's just interesting that you see that H is the one that makes this point because she's the only character who actually like fits, uh, not fits the bill, but has that kind so of wait, thing going on where she's a dude in the in the game, oh, and then she's a woman in real life. Huh. Is she not in the book? Uh, no, she's in the book. Is the same in the book? No, 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 yeah, it's the same. Man. It's the same in the book. Now I really gotta read the book. Make sure y'all ain't just <laughs> pulling my legs. <laughs> it was I finished it a while ago. I've had work. I'm losing marbles trying to remember all the things. <laughs> losing your marbles, man. All You're right. okay. What? I did like H, but just I don't know. Okay, so what did you think about the more fleshed out characters? What, what about Wade? Wade, Wade was. What do you guys uh, think about our protagonist? Knock off Kirito. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. N- NC Isekai Kun. Can't die. Except that this was written in even 2011 when, and freaking sort of. Even when the Cataclysm. I just so feel like Wade is like uh, see? that annoying guy. Just because, like. He's always making, or he's always making these '80s references, and he's just like, "Oh, I adore you! Oh, I want all this!" Oh, it's like, oh, God. Uh. but isn't that like the perfect? Isn't that like the perfect? I don't know. I think it also goes to show like how he developed as a character because through knowing other people's struggles, like think about it. Before he starts off as this kid who's like, "The Oasis is my escape." And I'm just here to have fun. And I want to do this. Uh, I became a gunter because I want to see my hero and I want to get that money. He's trying to get that coin. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Absolutely. But later on, you know, when he talks to Artemis, he like suddenly realizes through her struggle, through her story, he realizes, you know, it's more than that. It's bigger than all of us kind of thing. He has that. He has that epiphany, that aha moment. I have a thing to say about the escapism, and but I'm going to save it for the end because that's my big, my big point, my big boy. Ooh. Oh, I see. I see the escapism. Okay. The one towards the end of the yeah. book and movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So Cons- concerning characters, I really liked how, uh, like, uh, like Blue was saying, I really like how um, Wade's character developed. I, 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 yeah, he developed into a good person. Yeah, I haven't He's seen. Just... Sorry, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen or read many books where the character starts out as a loser. Yeah. <laughs> besides, like, besides, like, he starts out as a peasant and rises to be a knight, or he starts out as a, as like just a small child with a big dream and then accomplishes that big dream. This, this. The way that the story made him look, he was kind of a douchebag in the beginning. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll give you that. That makes sense. He doesn't seem like a in the book in the movie, he doesn't he actually seems like that kid with a dream and he just wants to accomplish that dream, just like, you know, get money and live live right with my aunt. You know, yeah. speaking that of way she doesn't have, that way she isn't dating douchebags. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, can we talk about like the whole can we talk about his Who? aunt and her boyfriend for just a moment? <laughs> they didn't really have much of a role in the movie. They were just kind of there. To me, they were just kind of there as a death flag. Yeah, they were more of an incentive like, for him for like him to have a special place that he could escape to, to make his, like, I have to get away from society point even larger. Well, speaking yeah, of characters, like, though, I heard there was a character that died in the book that didn't die in the movie. What was there? Yeah, well, one of it was either Daito or um, the other one. Uh, really? I don't remember in the book. 
because I had I have a friend back when I first watched the movie in theaters back in 2018, where he's like, oh yeah, this character actually died, like died, died in the book, and you can die in the movie. It's like, oh shoot, who was it? I can hear you typing. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's busy. Everyone's busy trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm not. I don't got. I don't got nothing. Yeah, it was Dido. Yeah. It was Dido. Hey, y'all the ones. Y'all the ones who read it. I don't got to worry so about Mr. it. Mr. Japanese yeah. Man in the Gundam. He died. Yeah, because. No, the Gundam died? Yeah, because uh, they threw him off his apartment building. The bad guys. No. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, they threw him off his that... apartment building. While he was in That's Green crazy. Green. That's crazy. Well, so they I, tried to yeah. blow up them. They tried to blow up Wade when he would, wouldn't listen. No, yeah, they did. They did blow. They did. They blew up his aunt and and, 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 and her uh, boyfriend and Mrs. Gilmore. Mrs. Gilmore. I hate. I hate the boyfriend. Oh yeah, they blew up Mrs. Gilmore. That sucks. Mrs. Gilmore. Yeah, I. Man, they killed Dido in the book. Really? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's. A, I mean, Dido. It probably had more importance when he died in the book because. In the movie, Dido is just like he comes out at the end, kind of thing. And, you know, he, he's he's bawling in his Gundam after you know leaving everyone hanging for five minutes during the fight, and he just comes out. He's like form a shape of Gundam, you know. He comes out and starts kicking Godzilla's ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think that's. I thought that was great. I did see you that. Know, I'm all for I really liked the, that fight scene. I'm I'm all for the references and everything. I love that. That kept me that kept me going. Was you know when I saw when I saw Master Chief and all of his homies come up and be like, yeah, we in this. And that's the thing with this movie, right? When I, saw, I mean, it's it's entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, that's you know, a it's very flaws. entertaining story. It is. It has it. It has its flaws, as you know, maybe a story, but you know, in the movie, I got it. The movie's entertaining, man. The movie. It focused a lot on its action and like its bang factor, this kind of wow that was like this charm that it had. Every fight scene, all the races, everything that was supposed to be like really intense, they made it really intense. And I thought that was really good on their part. I like the sound. But yeah, I do think that some of the things were, you know, lacking. Even, I guess, but then, it's funny because there's a discrepancy there where it's. Did you, I even notice the like. Inconsistent animation, sometimes. Um, you know, like sometimes it looks example? really nice. Sometimes we're like, man, that's some nice animation. And then other times it was really loud and obnoxious and all over your, all over the place and in your face, like bam, bam, boom, bang, wow. You don't even know what's going oh, on. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, true. yeah. And then oh, there yeah. are parts of it where it's like they're just walking in the oasis, like wow, this looks like a PS4 cutscene. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Well, I mean, considering the technology that they had back when they when the movie was made. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was... I get the busy part I get. Actually, I remember, uh, now that you mentioned it, I remember the race scene oh. when they do the race the first time. It was just I like dinosaur, oh man, being... King Kong, oh man, the track's exploding. Oh, shoot, oh darn. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be a movie about a video game, so... Although I heard in the book, it was yeah, that makes like, sense. It was a lot more of the sort of '80s games rather than all this action stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. There weren't very in the book. There aren't very many like any, very many modern games. It's a lot of old. Um, it's a lot of old arcade games, most of which I didn't know existed. Galaga. Except for like <laughs> why? Except for like Pac-Man and and like you never played on an Atari as a child. My goodness, you're missing out. Why I did not? Did I had the first game system I had was a Wii. Xavier, the first thing I played yeah. was Mario. Xavier, you are an old soul. Old soul. What well, was my uncle's Atari? Everyone, so you let everyone who listens to this, everyone who listens to this, just remember, Xavier here is an old soul. <laughs> I remember last time someone this called me old soul. He went. This man. Not sure this man li- exists. In two different time periods. But you never played like the classic like Froggy and um, Save Mary? My... See, I exactly. Know, exactly. I, I didn't know, know Save Mary Save Mary? It's like, it's this girl and she's like in the middle of a ravine and you're trying to save her from drowning. And if she drowns, you lose. And that's the game. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, no. Ladies and you know, gentlemen the first game of the I listening audience, I rest my case. <laughs> I rest my case. He's a, he's a 40-year-old in a teenager's body. Wow. Xavier is the one that, um, you know, all of our parents are listening for <laughs> to relate <laughs> have some sort of relatability to this podcast he's not wrong <laughs> he's not wrong okay whatever so you know to all the parents who watched ready player one and didn't know what the heck was going on at this you know, point parents are like life. 30 years old. my boy diego got you born in like 1990 <laughs> i think they would know what's going on i mean because <laughs> anyway we'll just go with that for your sake we'll go with that one <laughs> i'm not old don't no. <laughs> well, okay. What y'all? What did you guys think of our antagonist? No, no boring. boring. He's boring. He's just boring. Both of the Thank antagonists you. are boring. The lady, her name was really weird. I don't even remember what her name was, and I didn't write it down because. Oh, Fanal. 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 Anyway, and Noah. Noah Serrantos. That was his name, right? Yeah. No one's. Yeah, Sorrento. 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 Anyways, he was like your typical I'm I'm a bad guy, and then at the end, yeah. like oh, I'm not such a bad guy. <laughs> if I may make, huh? yeah, I may make another reference here. Did any of you guys watch? Yes, uh, we saw Wreck-It Ralph. Ever? No, 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 not Wreck-It Ralph. Did you guys watch uh, the Speed Racer movie? Yes, I did. I love the Speed Racer movie. Though, I have like, not seen it's it. It's beautiful. The awful CGI. Just imagine, like, yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Imagine the racing. Yeah, the new one, the, the live action movie. Oh, sad. this guy, this this guy totally reminds me of just like you know the second evolution of the villain in that movie. Oh, the the guy who was like, yeah, yeah, the the other evil uh, businessman who's like, who does he, look like? I, he kind of looks like you, Blue. If I'm wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the so audience, he, I've never heard so, such slander in my life. No, 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 no. That means that the, that means that the the antagonist was a handsome lad. Wow. I've never seen the movie either. Wow. I'm making an assumption. Wow. The <laughs> iodine power core. Anyways, what do you want to make about? All oh, right, so right, so an old. No, that's what I'm just saying. The heat. Man, I thought you were going to compare him to snake oil. I'm like, what? Wait. No, they, he just. He just is exactly the same as that big. He's just that big money grabbing corporate businessman. Yeah, literally, he's literally well, intro- He's he's almost complete. Uh, he's the head of IOI, the bad guys. Because the one from Speed so, Racer was grosser. He was creepier for whatever reason. I don't know why. That's true. He cut well because he he's introduced literally eating pancakes in Speed's house. Oh, that's right. And he has that weird and talking about yeah, pancakes in his father for an uncomfortably long amount of time, and it just weirded me out. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's wrong. <laughs> but you know the villain is going to be boring when you know that he's just like your typical corporate money-grabbing grubby businessman kind of villain. The one who wants to kill the Lord when he, he speaks truth. Yeah, when he, exactly. When he comes in with his new plan for the Oasis and all it's talking about is how can we fill up this screen with ads? 80%. 80% <laughs> be... Without causing a seizure. Oh, that's that's exa- that's the exact statistic he pulls up. That's the exact statistic. And then I just thought, ah, uh, he's exactly the kind of character I thought he was going to be. Right. Speaking of, and he had, and he doesn't change. He kind of changes. He's like, I won't shoot the dude. I'm not that mean. Does he? Yeah, he's like Does he, he lowers the gun. He goes up. He didn't shoot him. The gun, and then he's arrested, and he's like, "Oh." But man. that's only that's only after he saw the aid. Yeah, he's like, "Oh that's man, true. he's crying. Oh, I can't shoot him now." I think the only time I see him develop because that I don't really, I didn't really consider that development. I thought it was just more of like frozen in awe. I think the only other development he makes is when he's uh, talking to Parzival's avatar that hologram in his office and he just he goes from you know having his cronies feed him information and him spit it out like a teleprompter and then he says i'm not gonna let anyone beat this game except me and i thought that was cool that's a character regression 
That's true. I just thought it was, um, I don't know. I was interested because usually those people, like when they have all their henchmen and all that, they don't make any effort. So I think it was cool to see that he was actually making somewhat of an effort. I liked his in-game art. Claiming to make an effort. Cool. It was like a big, bigger Clark Kent. I think his in-game avatar is someone from Metal Gear Solid. I think so. It's like interesting. It's like a villain who uses nano machines. Oh, are you thinking of the guy who's like, "You can't hurt me, Jack"? That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, we would have gone state. We would have gone state. Nano machine, son. (laughs) To anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) That's very. It's very comforting thought. Blue. I want I want you to know that you can relate to me when I say that I have no idea <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I know that this reference <laughs> exists. I know it exists and I know the guy that I'm talking about looks exactly like his in-game character. But I have not played that game. I haven't played one Metal Gear Solid game. I haven't even Metal Gear Solid <laughs> once. What is it what is a solid? Exactly. What is a solid? <laughs> what is a solid? He says well, Metal Gears are solid. So. We're in a liter- we're in a literary snake slash movie Gear, discussion, cool. and we bring up Metal Gear Solid, and now we're going to go on a whole tangent about anyway. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> so, IOI of whatever face. Uh, why are they just allowed to enslave people? That's my question. Uh, um, uh, plot. Plot. Yes. That is a. That is a. That is, no, that actually that is a big plot hole that I didn't consider. Because at the end of it, they make it illegal. Like, was it? Was it? Like, yeah, they don't make do you, it yeah but that that yeah, they do. They ban it. They're like, oh, we can't they don't. You can't have the loyalty camps. They're like, wait. Okay, yeah, no, no, they, they tell them, them they don't like completely are people in game and actually cause no the, is legal. What sort yeah. of justice system are they operating under? Hold on, none. They're not operating. Have you seen? Did Did you see the Ohio projects? Yeah. That they were living in, yeah, they were like the trailer parks, but vertical. <laughs> they were they were oh, literally yeah. vertical trailer parks. I thought that you, was a really interesting you, design. It was a cool design. I thought it was a cool design, but did you see how many places that you know these people just could have like fallen off at any point in time, and like no one? Oh yeah, you know, like, like no one would have really. You could say that there seemed to have cared. <laughs> you could say that there, living on a prayer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> More references. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. This this uh... it was inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry. This 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 episode won't be as full of references as either movie or book. Yeah, expect more if possible. If you do either. Anyways, let me look at my. I don't head. know. I feel like Zeri can uh, always do it. I so IOI's whole enslaving <laughs> business. All right, so speaking of IOI's, holes, I... well, the whole justice system it seems to have been overthrown. Overthrown, but they have. But is there, at the end? It's true. They do have police, but I mean, this was a pretty high-profile case. The the corporate CEO, this big corporate CEO, trying to kill the guy who is who is just. Completed the biggest event known to man in decades. You know, yeah. it's like a sort. It's like if uh, it's like if the dad. It's like if the older brother tried to kill Arthur in the Sword in the Stone movie. It's like if he was trying to pull the sword the whole time, but then you know he stopped. Once I, he pulled the sword, I, I see the Sword in the Stone, so I have no idea what you're talking about. But sure. Me neither. Finally, a re- a you guys, Xavier doesn't understand. He's he's similar to us in some way. <laughs> you guys really just left me hanging on that one, didn't you? Yes, this is true. That is too bad. <sighs> I mean, you got your hang the dry like jerky, man. That's too bad. Anyways, I did get my speed racer one. Other plot holes. So no one thought of driving backwards for six e- for five years. Well, I mean, what's his face? Halliday wanted to make the uh, hunt as hard as possible. I know, but, but like, I, not but just, cross one person's mind. Hey, maybe we're going the wrong way. What happens if I press on the dis, uh, on the reverse? 
I wonder what would happen because I'm just oh. kind of King Kong anyways. Why not try it for just for fun? And then you go and reach the end. I'm like, oh, well, shit. That's... It was a race first off. So people are, you would automatically assume that you should just go no, 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 no. Going back. No, no, no. The, f- the pairs. Yeah. Think about it like this. Even when, you know, as a kid, you just have a game that you're messing around with. You never just try to do something differently than what it tells you. You can't tell me that you never once intentionally went backwards on a Mario Kart level. Wait, wasn't that the whole point just, of like the, okay, just I to never see what happened? Mario Kart. See, Paris, this is why you're gonna get left behind in this discussion. Hey, hold on. Because you lack. <laughs> hold on. Paris, when I, you came over to my house, we played Mario Kart. Remember that? Okay, well, yeah, but I didn't see? play like 24/7. Neither did we. Shoot, what do you take us for? Mario Kart junkies, which they also referenced in the movie, so that was wonderful. Oh yeah. What are you doing? Practicing my Mario Kart? I think that's what she says. Something like that. Yeah. So what's the, I have one more problem here. It's uh. Wasn't it everyone does so happen to be like in the exact same area during the movie. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely. In that same. I definitely had a problem with everyone just being like, "Hey, how's it going?" Hey, I'm here too. Hey, what's what a coincidence! Guys? And they cut yeah. it off by saying something like, "Well, it doesn't matter how far away we are." And it was like, "Oh shoot, man! How profound!" He like, doesn't mean anything. That's exactly what they say. He says like, "It doesn't matter how far we are in the real world because it's only like the like next door in the oasis." I don't know. Our hearts you can are find this quote there. to each other uncomfortably. So yeah, because I was so. <laughs> it's so dumb how it, it it all just worked out and then i thought hold on the the curators moved to give parzival an extra life you know okay it was cool okay but, scene, right but that's like but that's like the biggest that's the biggest like plot armor i've ever seen in my life <laughs> hey i can see the future you've ever seen in your yeah <laughs> That's exactly what it was. He's just like, I thought you might need this just in case someone, you know, decided to blow you up right before you completed the game. <laughs> you know, just in case. Just in case. You know? By the way, because I'm God, you get to win today. Yeah, and then it, and then the whole point of it was because he had a loophole with his bet with Halliday. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so bad. He said, you can't help anyone. You can't. You can't help them find the egg. Well, you never said I couldn't help them, you know, not not be immortal. You can't tell them that you can't help anyone not not find the egg. Yeah. (laughs) Come with come with me if you want to not die. Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) I didn't I I thought it was cool because when I saw it for the first time, I was like, Oh, are you serious? That's nuts. The quarter was an extra life. Me and my brother sitting there with our jaws dropped. All dumb looking, <laughs> and we're, and then later on I realized I'm like, man, that was kind of, that was kind of dumb. <laughs> that was kind of just like that was just kind of intensely lucky. Like, oh man, I wonder how this movie is gonna end. And then you're like, oh, yeah, shoot, he's still alive. And then you're like, oh man. yeah. And then I just say, I don't know, I don't know how many times you guys are gonna keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> How long is the movie, Jose? Two hours. The movie is minutes. almost two and a half hours long. Two hours and twenty. Minutes. So it's over two hours Jeez. long, Jose. It's like almost as long. My my problem with it, it's like that's not the first time that just like some plot armor just helps them like that. Yes, the movie like like, like oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. The the main villain has conveniently left the post-it note for the password to his ring. Oh, by the way, on the armrest of the ring. Did you know? Let me just what the password was. Oh yeah, it was no. I it was I saw it was like zero man. five five man sixty nine. Oh, boss man sixty nine. Oh, so they had they had to they just had to didn't they? They did. They, they had did. to do it. They couldn't have not done it. It made me die. Yeah, it's it's true. I at least his, at least his password wasn't password. That's true. I, I agree. <laughs> I, at least four five and not just um, spaceballs. At least it was like a clever. I think that was the problem of that is that that just panders to all the people who are like hacker men. 
I put fours instead of A's and threes instead of E's. They call it kind of thing. speak. They call it what? Elite speak. Except elite is spelled L three L three three T. Yeah, I've heard of that. What the hell? I've heard of that. It's in Borderlands, all over the place. The entire character of Zero is just elite speak. He's elite speak ninja. He's elite speak ninja. <laughs> Man, what must I do to become <laughs> to attain such a rank? I don't know. Speak entirely <laughs> in haikus, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are there any other moments where it's just, hey, lucky for me, I have this. I just so happened to not be in the trailer when it exploded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I had a problem with that immediately. When I saw that they blew up his apartment, but they said they had eyes on him in the trailer. And then they were surprised, and they were like, wait, he's not dead? Wait a second. Yeah, because he literally said, you haven't left your trailer for three days. And then later, he's like, he's still alive? <laughs> he's surprised. Yeah, and they're like, oh, he." the only reason I could think that they have is, you know, oh, he left his trailer. He's back in his apartment. But why would you assume either? I don't know. <laughs> why would you assume he hasn't just like disappeared Maybe off of the face of the planet? Running to reach the apartment, they just assume he died in the explosion. <laughs> yeah, no one searched. No one like checked anything out. They were just like, yeah, that makes sense. we got a boy. I mean, <laughs> we got him. How did how did that scene play out? Was, so what happens uh... is he's it's when a uh, big corporate money man gives him his offer, right? Yeah, and then he and then he also tells him that like you know you used your real name. We know who you are. We know where you are. We know exactly what's going on. We know who your family is. We we're hunting you down. We got eyes on you all the time, right? And he panics and he takes off his like little set, and then he starts running uh, to his apartment. But right before he gets there, the whole thing just blows up, and like it just crumbles. And he just walks away in a daze. From all the you know burning and rubble, kidnapped by Artemis's guy. Yeah, Artemis's goons grab him. The same guy, in and the... the same guy gets them captured because he has that stupid face tattoo. Oh yeah, and he was he was caught ki- literally his face tattoo. <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah. In the book, in the book, that scene is a lot different. The book has it play out where he's kind of like he's kind of being a jock. To Sorrento, uh, um, basically you know calling, calling everything and then a bluff. Sorrento's just like, oh yeah, screw you! I'm gonna kill your foster parents. That's how it goes. In the- he does it. That, and then, that is how it goes in the movie as well. So, so in the book, like he's he's consistently in his in his in like his little hideaway where he has his oasis, and after he's done like screwing with Sorrento. He logs out and he's just sitting there all nervous, like waiting for an explosion to be heard. Hmm. Um, so he never hmm. he never leaves to go and well, like and check on the and check. On not the even he stays there. His aunt. Um, no, he doesn't. He just sits. He just sits there and talks <laughs> like, "Oh my god, my life was threatened over a video game." That's like that's actually worse <laughs> than what he does in the movie. Because in the movie, he runs out he and he starts sprinting. Hey, calls his aunt. And she just doesn't pick and up. And then his his douchey his no his douchey boyfriend picks up. Her douchey her douchey boyfriend picks up. He's like, hey, don't and he goes, call over here. Hey, why? <laughs> like, hey, thanks for the boot suit, big man. And then he's like, why don't you stop calling here? And then <laughs> produced by Michael Bay kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was on some Transformers type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and it was great. Yeah, that was the, a great explosion. It was a great explosion. I never you know, understand why the they run I straight. Like, I never understand why they run straight and not to the side when they're running from something falling over on top of them. Like, are you? Because it's more dramatic. Well, no, to, to me, it's more dramatic. To me, it's just like when you think about it. He's living in the projects of Ohio. You saw how easily taken down that one building was. That one stack of trailers was. So, what if it actually? Collapses into another one. There's this whole domino effect. You don't want to run into the alleyways. What alleyways? There were you want alleyways. to win. It was all alleyways. You ran out of an alleyway really in front of his apartment alleyway. Oh yeah, that's true. It's a garbage dump made with garbage alleyways. Wow. Let's put it like that. Al- alley. It's an, al- it's an alley dump. Shoot. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> David coming out with the names, man. Is that really everything I have on my sheet? Wow. 
Man, someone, <laughs> someone didn't take notes. 50 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. Anyway. So let's go to the big, big boy. It's big boy time. Yes, Xavier. Here's what I got. Hit me with your title on the Google slide. So ultimately, right, this movie is about escapism. Obviously, the whole thing. Yeah. Escapism. Mm -hmm. And then West is like, hey, I never got out because I was too. Reality is real. What a surprise. (laughs) Anyways, it's about escapism, but this message is pretty confused, right? So it's like, is it bad or good? The movie doesn't know. Holiday doesn't know. Holiday seems to be like. Yeah, this obsession stuff ruined my life. It made me a coward, and I didn't get married to what's-her-face. And then I died in obscurity and all alone. But then also he went out of his way to make sure that everyone who attempted this challenge would have to become a super nerd or was was already a super nerd. So basically an escapist to do that, which I suppose could be something along the lines of, I need an escapist to realize that escapism is bad. But it's like, if that's the case, then why is at the end of the movie... Why don't they do like take this message to heart and be like, hey, we should do something about this other than just close down? They the do way. do something about it. I know, it. but all they do is close down the Oasis for two days out of a week. It's not it's not that much time, first of all. They don't really set any restrictions about like what the Oasis should be. They don't like have any other policies. And the, the big here, here's the big thing. They're in a dystopia, technically. If this stuff, this sort of stuff is happening, is it dystopia? It's like true. all. Yeah, everyone's just trying to get out. Right, so why don't they try to do anything, you know? Why don't they address any societal issues in the movie is what I'm saying. Because they set, they went through all this trouble of setting up a dystopia. Well, they address, okay. And they all they do is, oh they yeah, did address this, is, this is how we're living it. We have to live out in the real world. And like, But the real world's sucky. That's why you wanted to escape in the first place. I mean, I understand. Yeah, sure, it's real world. But your real world is clearly, clearly screwed up. Why don't you try and fix it or something? And they don't, they don't mention it or anything. They just say, yeah, I'm t- leave the Oasis for a couple of days. Why, why not? It's like they don't care about what they're trying to do. Okay. That makes sense. Actually, that makes perfect sense. I was going to uh, object to say that they did try to fix some problems. They could have done more, obviously. Yeah, but obviously. they like they did get rid of you know IOI. Like this is a complex like deep plot like had layers it had layers upon layers like escapism over the dystopia over like what's being overlooked with yeah. these business practices or whatever and they just kind of like compress it into get out once in a while man you, you should do that. <laughs> it just became that one Xbox achievement go out and get some sunlight. Get some water. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to go get sunlight when you know the sun is being, dimmer than it was 50 years ago. Being blotted out by all our air pollution. <laughs> yeah. Over the sky <laughs> Have you seen rise. them? Have you seen them? Have you seen their skies, man? They look like they're living in England, bro. Man, just clouds on clouds <laughs> on clouds, bro. Maybe it was <laughs> shot in England. Who knows? I wouldn't doubt it. It looks like it was 85% green screen. It's even got the same buildings. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> is the shard? England. England, I swear I'm a friend not full. England, I'm a friend not full. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I got no hate towards nobody. <laughs> it's just got, you just, you just got a lot of clouds, man. <laughs> you just, you just got a lot of clouds. I don't do clouds. I don't do overcast. I don't, I don't do clouds. I don't sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, I like. I don't like overcast. Okay, off this. Let's get off of this. Right. Escapism. Escapism. So that was my. That was my gripe. So, so generally, generally as a story, well, how I, do you I think it, it ran? Like, I give an impression at the beginning, right? Just above average. Six out of ten. Yeah, that's true. because I watched the movie. I watched the movie more so. I watch movies more so for entertainment. On an entertainment scale, you know. But here we are on a storytelling podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Too bad for me, right? Storytelling, storytelling, <laughs> five out of ten. Storytelling, five out of ten. I thought Average. it just. I thought the pa- the pacing is like a little hard to get through. So there are parts that are just like too busy for not only my eyes but my mind to process, and then there's parts where it's just like really slow, like too slow, yeah. and like. Yeah. Because I don't mind, I, I don't mind I something that. going slow. You know, even if it's too slow, 
it could still be getting stuff done. But the parts that are too busy are trying to get too much done at once, and the parts that are too slow get nothing done at all. They didn't. They didn't actually balance in a movie it. in terms of yeah. actual pacing. I can imagine it's just worse in the book than in the movie. That makes sense. The book ran. The book ran pretty pretty slowly. Even like even fight scenes were were pretty were kind of slow. They had a JoJo reference. Had Wait, could, bridge. could you imagine? Could you imagine trying to like actually describe what was going on in the movie on paper? Yeah, like you would have to, you would have to give it slowly, but you would just make it ninety like, percent on a PS. Words. Bang, crack, pow, slam. Godzilla flies <laughs> through the roof, cacao. <laughs> just add like one little like, just be like an old man in the corner starts playing a trumpet in butt jazz. <laughs> starts playing jazz <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> No one knows what's going the on. Soundtrack. Light was overhead. Eighty percent volume. Do it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You probably yeah. could just watch like you know a Rocky song or something like that throughout the entire movie and just be like you know th- this kind of fits. It was kind of disappointed. Like like, like, like <laughs> all I'm saying is that someone who lived you know in like the '80s could have probably scored the soundtrack to the movie just as good. <laughs> you, you probably didn't need like someone. You need to hire five people. Who needs those people? You didn't. You didn't need you know an orchestra. You just freaking put you know some Breakfast Club music. You throw some. <laughs> you throw. Don't forget about me. You throw. You know, everyone wants to rule the world. Maybe Aha. Maybe Take on Me. Rocky song <laughs> gonna fly now. Her heart's on fire. You know something like that. <laughs> you know, just keep it going. Keep it going for all the all the parents who don't know what the hell is going on. For all the eighties, for, for all the eighties <laughs> who probably didn't know what was going on. That's you know for them. too bad. All right. Yeah, we've been going for a while. So you have any last thoughts, Paris in particular? Because Paris yeah. isn't very you know outspoken. Uh, yes, Paris likes very to... eloquent. I agree, one hundred percent. Like you, the audience. <laughs> Paris is to listen and observe us. Um, we're more like the trained monkeys clacking okay, away to be at honest, typewriters. You guys lost me at freaking Rocky. So. See? <laughs> <laughs> Too, there we go. Too many references. This is why I said you're not equipped enough to handle this right now, Paris. My point stands. <laughs> I got an old soul and a lost cause. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't. And I don't know what I'm doing either. No, yeah, here. <laughs> we're here. We're chatting about something we enjoy. And we're hoping you guys enjoy it too. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully. All right. <laughs> I would. All right, Paris, send us off. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this uh, very hectic and interesting session of the foreign pen and paper. Uh, from all four of us, we hope this was uh, this was uh, very entertaining, and we hope to see you all back at the drawing board.